And now, another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Big Thing, Capes and Cows. I'm excited that you're here. I'm really excited that you're here, by the way. Uh, we've got myself. we got Winston. we got Coy. And we got a lot of stories, man. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's, spy- there's some Spider-Man news. Is that freshman year thing, is that going to even happen? There's some rumors that it isn't. I don't know, man. Speaking about rumors, there's a rumor that uh, Echo is having problems. Is that true? Is that false? I don't know. We'll talk about that as well. Speaking about problems, about Black Adam. Said it was going to make uh, a lot of money. It barely broke even or barely will break even. We'll talk about that. Will there be a sequel? Um, we talked about that yesterday on The Big Thing and other things we talked about on The Big Thing. It's transitions. It's Segway City over here. Um, we talked about Black Panther and the box office that it had. But one of the things we didn't talk about was Black Panther is going to be a little later on uh, Disney+. Plus and Wakanda Forever. It's going to be quite a while before we see it. Why is that? We will also talk about some Ghost Rider stuff. We'll talk about um, Blade. So directors coming in for that. The Batman news. We're going to touch on it briefly because we talked about it pretty heavily on Big Thing yesterday. But I want to get the guys' thoughts on the Batman thing. Amy Adams is out there talking about whether or not we're going to see Lois Lane. Um, and uh, then, boom. That's right. Boom's got a like maybe one of the best comics so far. Maybe one of the best. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's myself. It's Winston, it's Koi, and if you guys haven't done it already, I want you to do me a favor and go to subscribe. Hit that uh, notification button, hit the like button, try to get us to 70. We're almost at 60 right now, which is great. It's also great, man. We got that Capes and Cows logo, and both Winston and Koi rocking it today. I'll show you that in just a little bit. Uh, you can make sure you check out the Top Gun guy. <laughs> the Top Gun guy? <laughs> yeah, the Top Gun guy. The shirt is right there. It is ready. It is ready to go. Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you check that out. And something that we just really started to maneuver a lot is this uh, the Christian Harloff and Friends channel. It's our live stream YouTube channel. The iCard is right there. You can get it. I have, I've had live streams so far with former UFC welterweight champion of the world, Matt Serra, um, John Roca, uh, Mark Ellis, Brett, Brett and Kate are up there. SEN Live is moving to that channel. So if you're not subscribed to that channel already, please head on over there and subscribe to it because we're going to have a lot of fun stuff happening. We're, just, we're live streaming like at least three or four times a week, which is pretty awesome. And um, yesterday, I was I live streamed with Greg Alba. So you can make sure you go over and check that out. All right, let's get into it, man. It's Capes and Cows. It is Winston, myself, and Coy. Let's do it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Capes and Cows. I'm me. You're you. I hope you did a good week. Hey, there he is. Got here right on time. Right on time. Uh, Winston A. Marshall. Poor Winston. Winston calls first and says, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to be like, I ate a little bit of trap. I'm going to be like six minutes late. I'm so sorry. So not to be outdone. Koya. Uh, you know, it's so funny. Right before Koi texts me, I said, holy crap. Koi's actually going to be early today. <laughs> I said, I'm going to sit here. I mean, what am I going to say to Koi when he walks out? I'm probably going to give him a little crap for not calling me back. 
Um, but uh, the other day when I called him, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna talk to Koi for a little bit. I haven't talked to Koi a little bit. I'm usually always hanging out with Winston, and I'll talk to Koi within seconds. I get a text that says, "Hey guys, I'm about four hours out." So so Winston's text is is at eleven in the dock because he's a professional, he's a gentleman, he's a good person. So that's it like the. T- it was ten minutes before. Was, oh, was it before? Something oh, I thought. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so that's when I realized how late I was because when I saw his text, I was like, "Oh, I'm so far away. Like I'm cart. I'm like 48 minutes away." Be when honest I get with his us. Text. Did you forget you were doing the show today? No, I didn't. Right. I, so what happened was my car broke down last week, as you guys know. Yes. And I told them I needed it by Thursday, so I'm at the shop all the way in Burbank. So I'm right. further out. So you did the but, smart move and, and booked an appointment at like 10:15. I, I did nine. But but my brain even, even but my brain went I need forty minutes to get to you I didn't add the Burbank time so mm-hmm. the issue was I had to get to my place and right. then to you so it added that time which I didn't account for so by the time he texted me I was like this isn't even close like I, I don't even I don't even see the horizon like Winston, there's not Winston, even a- Winston's like a pitcher getting ready to throw a fastball <laughs> and I deserve it I deserve it bitch I have a job. <laughs> I have this a is job. his job. This is his job. I He's have still a late. job. I, I, I intentionally told them when they scheduled me, I said an hour should be enough time. I will be there at one o'clock. They said, bet. We'll see you at one. This is week one of my job. My favorite is this. At the at the end, Winston's looking at his, his phone. He's like, this guy better get here. Sure. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then he goes, you know what? I'm just going to let him know that I'm running late. I'm running late. What a nice, what a nice thing to say. You were, you were not. I mean, I started this with I know Winston's character, and I understand it, and I appreciate it, and it's true. I don't think I've ever been more embarrassed by looking at my phone and being like, "No, nah, it's just not happening." It's like, just that's not just, happening. That's hey, just like, I, and I and I tried, and I got as quick as I could, yeah, but I knew you're a disheveled mess. I, I came it. in, yeah, I literally came see in shirt. like Kramer. Let me see your shirt. Look at that. It looks good. You're right in front of the microphone. You're doing great. Uh, there, we there, there we go. go. There we go. There we go. There's the magic. It looks really good. I love this shirt. And it the looks really great. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I love it. So you guys can get that, by the way. That's on the that's on the site. You can go get this links in the description. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at get that. This, get this. Get that's, this. That, those mugs are fantastic. Also, though. if you want to know the caliber of my friends, when I walked in, they respectfully understood that I was almost an hour late, and and didn't start there. They started with, "Hey, Corey, made you some coffee," because yeah. they knew oh, they knew. knew what we, I'd be. We knew what he was going to. I came happen. in like Kramer. But we're in there. We're 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 making it work. We got it. Um, and there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot going I'll call on. Your boss. I'll yeah. tell him I'm sorry. I know there's a lot going on right now. I get fire week sure. one. I swear to God, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but That's let's uh, let's let's start with. I want to go with the, with the the first story. It's actually this one that I saw. I had actually, and I'll tell you what. I heard something like this a little while ago. Not this one. Um, where is she? I have it. I don't know where the hell it is. Can't read anymore, guys. Is that the top one? Is yep, that what you're looking for? Got you. So Echo, I had heard this from somebody, and I. And I reached out to somebody and I said, hey, I'm hearing this. And they said, this is not true. So don't, so, you know, we'd rather you not say anything. So, okay, that's fine. Uh, and I didn't, I, to be honest, I wouldn't have said anything anyway because it's not really something. I got something someone called me about yesterday that I'm like, that's not what I do. Yeah. But thank you so much. Sure. Um, but this one, I was like, okay, that's interesting to hear. And then here we go. This is the report. Have you heard this yet, Koi? Uh, what's funny is I'm wondering if you and I are in the same timeline because I heard I heard things heard about three weeks ago. About, it was about that time. And then about a week ago, I heard it wasn't true. No, nah, about like 10 days ago, I heard it wasn't true, but a week and a half ago. When I, and then this popped up like five days ago, up, this, three days ago. This popped up today. Oh, okay. So I, I, it was already disavowed to me. Like yeah. I heard it and then it went away and now it's back. 
Now it's back. So let's. So the, what the hell are we talking about? For people listening on audio, Echo is the new um, spinoff Hawkeye show, new Marvel series. So this is from comicbookmovie.com, who says, A troubling update from Marvel Studios' Echo has been revealed, and it sounds like the Hawkeye spinoff could be in trouble. Find the latest on what we know about the Disney Plus series after the jump. I uh, just jumped. Marvel Studios' Phase 4 slate has been jam-packed, and while that initially looked like good news for the fans... The quality of storytelling has definitely more hit and miss than normal. Some movies haven't lived up to the expectation, while a number of Disney Plus TV shows have highlighted the studio's experience in that realm. Whether it's She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Mixed Bag, of VFX of the Way, Ms. Marvel uh, sagged in the middle. See, I don't, I don't like what comic book movie does. Sometimes they, they do more opinion piece than yeah. Than, these aren't facts. These aren't facts. These are just, this is this this writer's uh, opinion. I, I like the the facts of it all. So I'm I'm gonna just kind of edit a little bit. It feels like no no no. no Kevin Feige might have too many uh, irons in the fire. I mean I, I I agree with that. Phase five looks set to be every bit busy. A new rumor points to Echo being in trouble. The cosmic circles Lizzie Hill, who has proven herself a very reliable source for scoops, recently took to Twitter to say I've been hearing things from. Pretty reliable sources that make me very concerned about Echo. Previous Marvel productions have been reported to have problems but have come out okay, so I generally don't get that concern, but I am concerned, hoping I'm wrong. Uh, while Hill didn't elaborate too much behind that, she later added some clarification. No, I, can, I can't be too specific right now, but my understanding is the issue I'm hearing about it with Echo is the production itself, not the character, actress, or even the Daredevil Kingpin stuff. An issue with production could be a number of things, and these comments come just weeks after her rumors about Echo potentially being delayed from its current summer 2023 premiere. And Marvel Studios is unlikely to make any official comments about this, of course. And, uh, blah, 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 blah. All right, so there's just no, no more opinion piece stuff on the bottom. Um, okay, so let's get into this a little bit. Corey, go ahead. You were going to say? I don't know. <sighs> this sounds mean, and it's not. Uh, I don't know who this audience is for, so it seems the easiest show to poke at. And that's what I got out of it is this is the show that most people have been complaining about. Even the last bit of this article was saying, like, we don't know. We don't need an Echo show. I think the reason this show has gotten the, like, oh, we're hearing problems is if there's a slow news week or if Marvel hasn't been a punching bag lately, what are you going to point at? Echo. Like, it always feels like the one because every other show is, you know, a, a main character we've had before or it's a, a, a long way to debut or it's blankety blank. The only one that's like an untapped potential really is Echo. Right. So it seems to me like someone, I don't know, it, the, the sources I heard and the things I heard all felt so like superfluous they felt like someone reaching and this feels like reaching a little bit to me too because hmm. it even says like production problems but not specifically this this or this i won't talk about what they are it just it feels like someone being like i heard the rumor of a rumor of a telephone right what do you think you gonna buy it bitch i have a job <laughs> <laughs> like i just i just you haven't even, why, even heard anything I, what is it so with far? people wasting my time today that's that's a non-story in the sense that like <laughs> Oh, he's there, agreeing with me while there, I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay, good. There are production issues. Would you like to clarify? Like right. what, 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 what? They're behind schedule. Is somebody sick? Did somebody break a bone? Is somebody like throwing out conspiracy theories? What, what are you talking about? And so like, I. You're saying there's not enough facts with it. it was at all. When this what, was what, what, literally, what are we talking about? Right. And, and that's the thing that drives me crazy is that in this day and age, it feels like you just always have to, like you said, you have to have something to talk about. Well, this is, so this is why I didn't talk about it. Because the, what I will say is this, as far as the, the source itself, from what I heard, reputable. Mm, the, person, the, the person that they reached out to me and told me a very similar thing. And there was more detail to it. 
but it was but again not for me to say because i don't know all the way sure it could be it in inside of production could mean a lot of different things right it could mean scheduling it could mean creative um which is also possible it could be just not happy with with what's with what's going on which is all fair, and and I get that, but this idea that like again, there's always, first like always, <laughs> you, you you said nothing, right. you literally said nothing, and it would be one thing if they were like, like I don't need a teaser trailer for news, just tell me something's going on or don't, but right. like this, you you didn't do anything other than just put a weird cloud out there to just mess with. Well, people. it's similar to what happened with that Indiana Jones thing recently, right? Like there was a they said, oh, there's a test screening and. Disney's scared and they think it's terrible and and fans don't like it. And then James Mangold's like, not true. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, James Mangold's like, absolutely. He's like, we haven't had any of these. And don't listen to, to if, you, if you're taking your news scoops from Doomcock and something else, then you got, this is what he said. He's like, and you got, and you got problems. He's like, that is not true. I saw the trailer for, uh, for Indiana Jones and I know it was leaked and stuff. A lot of people did too. That was not a company that is afraid of their movie. They were no. like every single person coming out with tears in their eyes. Harrison Ford crying. Everyone on stage in Marvel was, came out and mentioned. Right. Like, when Marvel right. comes out and goes, "Oh no!" Like that's that means the trailer is incredible. It's, right. Also, if your article, your news article, reads like one of those horrible websites that needs you to read about their life story before they get to the recipe and a cooking channel, that's a problem. I don't. Wanna, but I don't well, want to shit on comic book movie because no, I really no, no. actually really but like. That's, them. But that's every uh, everyone talking about the story because because no one has the source. So everyone's so like, adding in the beginning, there was my yeah. opinion. But I understand of, what you're saying. And, and I'm not even necessarily coming straight at the writer at this one. I'm coming for both the writer and the source. If the source has something to say, then say it. Well, but the source might also maybe not not remember. So they're reporting on what what this woman from Absolutely. a different side said. So that so she might have told them like this is they barely like, this is basically all you can say because that happens sometimes too. Like look, this is what you can say. We don't want to get in trouble, but we just know this thing's not. I think we're of the concept. I, yeah. I, I think that's it. It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's that again. It's like a fundamental. I, I just I'm I'm of the mindset considering how there are so many things in this world to drive us crazy and to upset us right now. Yeah. If you don't actually have news to tell me, keep it to your goddamn self. Because you because right. that because that's the and, and and this it, is it might have problems. Right. D don't do that. Just right. tell me. It's hey got, man, look, we're hearing it has problems. It's not happening, and there's gonna and there apparently there's a massive fight on set, and blah blah. Then then you're like, okay, that's a story. Then then tell right. me that. Right. But if you, but if it's a thing, well, some might be happening, but we can't tell you. But right. it's it's kind of happening, and I'm trustworthy, but I can't say shit. But also, it's a thing. I it's like I was walking by the house the other day, <laughs> and I heard a glass break. Now I didn't see anything, but I'm pretty sure someone got hit in the face with it. Wait, what? Yeah, but the, no, the like, how do you do you know that? No. I didn't even see anybody in the kitchen. But I once saw a movie where that <laughs> happened. Right. So in my experience, right. a glass breaking is, and that's right. what these stories and I, are. And I heard anybody with a last name of H be throwing glasses. Exactly right. like it. Right. Was oh. it a Taurus? I heard it was so, a Taurus. Oh, you know, Libras and Taurus don't get along. Right. But I, I mean, like I said, I just, it's one of those things that's where, it's why I didn't, I wanted to, when I heard, and like I, the person that, that I had spoken to, mm. I trust very much so, oh. and I and I believe no no I know what you're saying, um and I and I believe this, but I also wanted to say hey to someone else I'm hearing these things, but there and the there was a little bit more detail in the thing that I got sure sure sure, but I don't know if it's true and I don't want to talk about it if it, if, if it isn't also no, 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 and I, I feel like we have to talk about this because this one got big enough that the non-story became a story that people would ask what we thought of this story right. that isn't yet right, a story right, right, right. so I think it's worth 
discussing right. the foundation of a lack of story story because uh, we've like, not reported on stuff that is not stuff before. Yeah, it's like Fleetle the Deedle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a thing. We're just, we're just here. Hey, there's a Fleetle the Deedle and Deedle the Heedle. See the Fleetle the Deedle. If you Deedle the Fleetle, then you put it on the Deedle and then the Fleetle the Deedle the Deedle. And at the end of the day, you know who still wins? Marvel, because we're talking about them. That's right. Because I, I guess I guess it's the same thing. If we obviously we sit here and we talk about movies and yeah, and comics and all that kind of stuff, right? Um. If you're watching a movie and they tease a plot point and then the plot point is never talked about ever again, right. I, why did you waste two hours of my time? If so Chekhov's this, gun doesn't go off, I'm upset. If this if this is a thing that I'm like, all right, I guess we're talking about it. Bro, oh yeah. my God. If Thanos goes, I guess I'll do it myself and we never see him again. Credits. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna burn this mother now, Pookie. Yeah. No, no, there's six gems, but he only ever collects <laughs> five. Right. We ignore the sixth gem. He's so, like, ah. Once again, who, but what we're also <laughs> make, being clear is we're not necessarily saying though that it's not true. We just have absolutely. No, we're not yet. Just, just don't tease the we Infinity just, Gauntlet just, if you ain't got it. I just, exactly. I, I just don't think there's enough there yet. Yes. Uh, inside of that report itself, I agree with what Winston said. There was, and what Corey said, there's just a little bit too much, and like there was a lot of opinion piece in there leading up to put some stuff in there because the ultimate story is there might be problems on the set. It looks like it's getting pushed back. We don't really know why. We don't know if the show is going to happen or not. It could. It might not. It's like. Okay, well, when there's a story, now, we'll talk now about Now, that it. said, if they cancel a full-on show, right. that's huge. Absolutely. And maybe that makes this worth the, the whisper of an idea yeah, of a problem. Recast, we'll push a blade, the man. schedule, yeah, yeah. someone's yeah. sick, anything. That's huge. I'll but try it. until it's that. I do. What I will say is this. I, I What I agree with inside of that piece is that I do think Kevin Feige is way too he's overextended. way too mm. overextended right now and I mm. think it's showing in the product um absolutely it is um I know that we're on a different point of view here I am less excited about the Ironheart series than I was beforehand mm. um I, I I don't know I mean I saw I saw what we saw at D23 looked good incredible it, I, I love that was it, one of my highlight trailers personally. it looked good um I've just seen her now I've seen her in a big battle. I've seen her fight. I've seen her do all this stuff. I've seen her. Yeah, I know she lost. Whatever happens by the no, end. No, 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 no. I know that. I, 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 I'm only cutting you off in the sense that I, I someone had tagged me I in something. And I did some I saw this, and I, and I don't believe it. I know you're going to say. What, what, about that they Ryan, decided to gave the show after the. Right, yeah, sure. Kevin Feige decided that he, he the guy with the plan. So basically, for people who don't know what happened, I saw a bunch of people wrote and said that Ryan Coogler had said, and I'm not disputing Ryan Coogler said this. Ryan Coogler said there was no plans for an Ironheart series. Um, they just liked her so much in the movie that they gave her a show after like two years because it was a fast production. So after two years, so Kevin Feige decided, you know what? I usually plan about five years in advance, but I really like that girl's performance. I've never wanted to do an Ironheart show. I never even thought about an Ironheart show. And he added an Ironheart in there. Now I'm going to do a Disney Plus show. No, it doesn't happen like that. I, I'm looking out the macro if ironheart does what we've talked about with being the bridge between science and magic leading to doom in even an abstract way if it does in fact have mephisto which is the rumor if it has any of those things that's a lot of other parts besides ironheart to suddenly be like we figured out how we're gonna put it together in two years like it, no it doesn't it doesn't logically work for the puzzle yeah. piece that is marvel if this was another studio that's just like hey we john wick is getting a spinoff that's about the hotel i sure I would say it, it doesn't seem logical that he just pulled it out of thin right, air. Right. 
but I can see it where it's like, it's something we might consider because the Armor Wars was on the table and that was initially when they were talking about having Ironheart be a part sure. of that. But dude, it's so, coming out, the show's coming out next year. No, no, I understand so, like, that. Is, is it a little convenient that the Black Panther comes out in November and then this show comes out in like whatever, it's March or April, whatever it comes out? No, for sure. They had, you, they, have, you have to line it up. They had to, I, I agree, they definitely had to. That's, that, I, I, that's why I'm saying I don't give credence to the fact that it was just blanket, just like, right. nope. Dominique is so bomb that like just boom. It's I, I I would I would venture a guess it was something that Feige would be interested in, and it was a situation where because what Miss Marvel had been long in production before all of this yeah. like and whatnot right that maybe even the, the rate that that was going and this idea of like we do want to bring in more uh, you know varying audiences younger yeah. audiences more women Ryan more wants color. to produce a show Ryan wants to produce it yeah. all that kind of stuff you know what. We should greenlight it. Maybe Dominique fast tracked it. Maybe that that and that might be and that might be a matter of rumor and translation, right? I could see it. So we found her. Oh my God! Let's make the show sooner. We've already got yeah. all this together. That might be a thing, but I yeah. can't imagine they're like green. No chance. What yeah. I what I what so I think is more likely in that scenario is is Ryan Coogler who had the daunting task of having to rewrite an entire script because yep. he lost his lead, mm -hmm. um, and he said, "Okay, now I got to write a new one." All right, listen. I really think that if we put Ironheart in here, it could help and it could work out for this story or whatever. Maybe maybe she was in the original draft, I don't know. But it, And then Kevin Feige goes, okay, she said, let's see how she plays, let's see who we cast. If, if, if the casting goes well and we like what she's doing, then I'll fast track the show. Yeah, yeah. There's no chance though, there's no chance that they're in the middle of it going, oh, wow, you know, She's really, she's doing, give her a show. The brand, no, 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 I agree no with that. It's chance. A, not, yeah. not, no, not complete out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm and saying it might, it might have been like a teasing Let's or we might want to do it. And then once they right. saw what she did, they were like, yeah, yeah, we should but move this forward. But, but it's, but it's one of those things where like, okay, keep it in, the, if, if, if this, if she does well, we want to get this thing going. So start watching, watching what she's doing. Mm -hmm. I, absolutely. But the idea, and, and it's, and that's why it also furthers the argument that it was written in there to push that show. She, it was it was really to push it been to push her because my my point again is and this is I guess a spoiler if you haven't seen Wakanda forever it's just that she is so heightened up already and she has such a big moment and I know that she's got to go back and she has to go back to roots in the in the show but I've seen her I've seen her hit the hit the mountain already mm. and so, so you, you already feel like you've seen the crescendo seen I know she's so gonna get there you, again yeah I know she's gonna get there again so it's like it's, you could see knowing that with technology though you could make that argument with Tony Stark in the sense that like by the end of the first movie it's like, oh man, he already got this great armor, and then they—I mean, look, Iron Man Two is not good, but like they did end up having to come up with the okay, well, great it's poisoning you. Points. So yeah. you just, yeah. you just, yes, they will get to the mountaintop you again. Absolutely, but. find a way to make yeah. the story intriguing. And Ryan Coogler, someone producing that, could. I, I'm not saying I'm not going. I'm not going to watch it now. I'm just less excited. Fair. About it that I would. That's fair. Um, it it could be it could be much better, and I could like her way better than I did in Black Panther. And I don't. And I, it's not that I disliked her. I just mm. thought that her story was just less intriguing than fair. the other stuff going on. Um, but anyway, so one of the things, a crazy story that we're just going to talk about really, really quick because we covered it in depth on yesterday's uh, show is not Mr. Jackson just yet. But um, the the Batman, Batman. I love the title of that graphic. Oh yeah, shit! Batman. Rest in peace, yeah. Kevin Conroy. I God. know. I know. We didn't talk about it last yeah. week because it happened the day after we filmed. So <sighs> yeah, know. we. That's how we filmed, guys. It wasn't a. It wasn't a lack of respect. Right. In right. Our so we should actually probably let's before we get into um in into that we should thank you, Winston, for bringing up Kevin Conroy, the great Kevin Conroy, uh, passed away last Friday, I believe it was. Right. Yeah. 
So, um, I mean, rightfully so, the the geek community, people in general, were paying their respects and talking about it. Did you ever get a chance to meet him? Once briefly. Oh, Once. And okay. it was just as... Uh, I mean, there's few things in your life that are as uh, tied to memory as like sound and smell. Those two yeah. things always like get me. And it was just like uh, the sound of Batman was so a part of my childhood. Like 93, I think the show came out. So yeah. I was five. 92. Yeah. 92. So I was, I was, was 93. Was, are you sure? Yeah. Either way, okay. I was four or five. And uh, I, I just remember that being like. Oh, wait, maybe oh, you're right. Mask of Phantasm was 93. You're right. Because which came out because right. they were like, you're this right. can be a, right. an ending if it needs yep. to be. You're right. So 92. So I was four. So I remember that being one of those moments where I was like, oh, other people like this. Because when you're a kid reading comic books, especially pre-2005, there doesn't feel like a community. Right. And I remember Batman's voice was one of those first things that made me go like, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. And then the voice being something so compassionate and like the Bruce versus Batman voice. And then finding out Kevin Conroy was the glorious man he was just being like in the same airspace. Like there's some yeah. people that when you're in the like, you're like, I'm breathing the air of. Right. That was one of those people that I was just like, it was very brief, but I was just very aware that that was a part of my childhood and uh, the impact that guy had in all of this is I heard profound. nothing but, but 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 really good things about him as Batman. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in general, for what he's did, not only as Batman, I should say, um, but as as the man, right? I've heard yeah. just really kind things about him, people he worked with, people that met him, fans, colleagues, um, just a, a really pleasant human being. And, and a constant professional and yeah. someone that, and, and still many people, many people say that he is the best Batman. I, I Live action or anything, like he trumps even the people that have been on camera as Batman for me. And to be honest- A lot of people say that. I, I don't think there is, if, if I really think about it, I don't think there is an actor that has affected me more than Kevin Conroy. Yeah. That sounds kind of wild to say, but I, I have so much tied to Batman the Animated Series, to the Justice League cartoon, to the Batman video games. He literally has been Batman for 30 plus years. And it just genuinely broke yeah, me on yeah, Friday, man. Yeah. I, I, oof, also, there's rough. something about 66, man. He's so young. like, And, and that's just yeah, so staggering. As, as you know, we get older, not only is he tied to our childhood, but there's something very mortal about it. Because yeah. not only is your childhood dying, it's also the awareness that that number is not that much bigger a number. I'll, I'll be honest with me. you. I didn't. It was subconscious. Mm -hmm. uh, because when did when did Crisis come out? Crisis was tw middle of 2020? Like at the end of 2020? Oh, yeah. A lot of yeah, action yeah, crossovers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So the one thing that I feel like I tapped into because I was just in that space, we were just talking about Wakanda forever. I remember how everybody felt like shit once the news broke about Chadwick right, passing right, right. because they, they, they were, he was getting a lot of jokes about like, oh, we lost all this weight and blah, 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 blah. Like what's going on right. with him? Um, I remember seeing Kevin Conroy in Crisis and being like, man, I thought he was much younger than that. And just yeah. thinking that he looked like kind of older and frail. And I, I found out when he passed that it wasn't something that he had, but he yeah. had been sick for a yeah, while. And I didn't know that. So And the timing of, of, of the weekend celebrating Chadwick that we lost by, yeah. by shouldering this right. burden. And then Kevin Conroy, who shouldered this. And yeah. he was still going to cons. And so the, the idea that, that these two heroes, these two titans, these two people that we all look up to in a very specific way, to lose one while we're, while we're mourning and celebrating the life of the other, it was a really 
Like that weekend was just that was brutal. Yeah, it was real tough. So once again, we wanted to make sure that we that um, thank you, Winston, again for making sure that we yeah. that didn't forget because Kevin Conroy is someone who never should be forgotten, and everything that he added to the space and, and in general. And, and as Winston said, Winston is not alone. I've heard many, many people talk about how Kevin Conroy kind of helped uh, and remember their childhood and all the stuff that they that he had done and Mike Kalinowski was also another one who was visibly really shaken up about this and a lot of people were and to watch all the love that Kevin Conroy rightfully got um, again Kevin Conroy the great Kevin Conroy rest in peace Um, now there's no no easy transition out of that for sure but if you want to be able to transition into anything into your life in general then what I'll tell you you should do is get yourself some athletic greens. <laughs> I, I love it. I was going to go, Batman would probably use athletic greens because yeah. he, he's always fighting, so he needs That's something right. efficient that has all of his vitamins he and minerals. To, he needs to. Athletic greens is uh, it's the best, man. You guys know already. If you've been watching this show long enough, you're watching any of the big thing or anything too, we, we, we rave about athletic greens, and rightfully so. It's so good. We're so glad that they're back with us, and we really hope you want to help out yourself and help out the show, get yourself some athletic greens. Why? Because for me, I started taking it because I wanted to get better. Um, I, I was not a big vitamin person, and this is everything. Like one, all in one shot. I take it into a bottle of water. It's got like a tropical taste to it. I shake it up. It tastes great. I love it. It's really great. I, I, I've been on it for months, and it's 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 incredible. And everybody in this office, even Koi, we got him on it too. So what is it? You take one delicious scoop of athletic greens, and you take 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, the whole thing, you start your day off right. It contains less than one gram of sugar. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, which is absolutely a fact. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. I'm telling you, just put it in a bottle of water, shake it up, take it with you. That's all you need. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it very easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Look at that I card right there. Click on it. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yay, yay. Now, if you haven't already done it, please do it. Let me know that you've done it. Um, you, you'll, you'll, I mean, I've, I keep getting, I've get DM messages from you know, on Instagram and on Twitter and people going, hey, I tried that thing out. I see it in the YouTube comments all the time. I tried Athletic Greens out and I love it. And people have, have got it. And you get that one year thing. It's amazing. Also, like people, people are always asking, like one of the main comments I get is, how do you do so many shows? Because I think I'm on six networks now. And uh, I literally keep the, I mean, I'm everywhere, but uh, I literally keep this in my car. Yeah. I keep I keep the travel packs. Because if you've got a thing of water and you pour this in there and you shake it up, like it's not a meal replacement, but it's a, oh my God, I'm not going to die for malnutrition replacement. Yeah. So it's been very helpful just to keep me level so i've been I, right before premieres when i do it because yeah. I'm, I'm out of gas like you guys we shot so last <laughs> last week we shot because it winston had to work you know um and so he asked if we could shoot a little later so when we shot our our two capes last week i was like okay and i was i was i was running out of gas um and i athletic greens had some energy and boom there you go it would have been a good transition we were still more on time than, than today when i was uh, Koi. yeah man 
Bitch, I got a day job. <laughs> you can't you can't call nobody and be like, you need a black man. Come on, bro. You need uh, you, you, you need to start. You, if if you had one X Men power, you should be Nightcrawler. Oh, I dude, mean, if I could really, live, I would yeah. literally try he to would for nine. still be an hour late. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, hour, on, but then I'd be on nine networks. Yeah. Bro, I want more. He actually sure. needs he needs the speed force. You need you need to be able to be the flash, not the teleporting, because at least if you have the speed force. Give him another like, cup of coffee. Yeah, soon. I could burn some calories. I'd love the calorie <sighs> idea. Yeah. Also, Jamie Madrox. If they could all go do my shows, come back into me with all the knowledge. So the reason I'm on all these networks is because like I'm the only person reading 70 comics a week. So if they could read them for me and then they right, could come But that's, body, like, that's another reason then, why you need the speed force, because he can just bruh, oh, bruh. Can you imagine what I would do with that besides besides this coffee to get that yeah. speed force? I, the dream. All right, you talked about it. Let's get into it. Get it. The, uh, the, 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 ba- the Batman. The Batman. Lewis <laughs> John Bat- F. Batman. Lewis Batman and John Batman. Frank Batman. Um, the Aquarius Batman. This one is uh, Den of Geek. And so DC confirms new plan, new Batman movie plans. All right. For years, fans have several options for choosing their favorite Batman. David Zaslov wants James Gunn and Peter Saffron to change that. A bad guy lies beaten on the ground. Above him towers a shadowy figure. The moonlight highlights only his horn head and billowing cape. Who are you? Pleads the defeated crook with a growl. The figure answers on Batman. The description probably put a familiar image in your head, one that you've seen time and time again. But for you, which Batman is saying Batman? Do you hear Adam West's tro- uh, droll delivery, Michael Keaton's whisper, the late great Kevin Conroy's baritone? Batman has proven to be one of the most malleable superheroes of all time. By the way, I like this writer thus far, uh, which has allowed Warner Brothers to tell a wide range of stories about the character, but... That's also meant uh, a lack of focus for the franchise, right? Right this second, WB's live-action Batman can mean Ben Affleck or Michael Keaton returning in the upcoming The Flash movie, Robert Pattinson's emo take in The Batman, or Ian Glenn's distant Bruce Wayne in Titans. While this might be great for storytellers who uh, who want to tell different kinds of tales with the Dark Knight, the new regime at WB seems to be aware that audiences might find that confusing um, and unclear about which Batman is the real Batman on, on screen. One of the issues is Zaslav wants the newly installed heads of DC Studios to address. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Zaslav said in discussion with Cap, uh, Capital Merrill, what is that? RBC Capital's Kutkin Merrill, I don't know what that all means. Could that, doesn't, it doesn't matter. That James Gunn and Peter Safran has, have nearly completed a DC Bible, which lays out the studio plans for his characters, including the Cape Crusader. I think over the next few years, you're going to see a lot of growth and opportunity around DC. Um, there are not going to be four Batmans. In other words, WBC is saying it's plans to untangle the multiverse mess currently encumbering the character and potentially establish one Batman incumbent as their big screen Dark Knight. Now, there's a lot of other stuff inside of the report, um, and I can just go, go over what we had yesterday and we talked about a little bit yesterday. Um, Roxy posed a good question inside of this. You know, because what, what the other report was that potentially that James Gunn and Saffron might be looking to to fold the Pattons and Matt Reeves into their DC universe. That's 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 a, don't that, that's something. Oh, that's 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 something potential, right? The other is uh, what she posed. Roxy said, "Is do you think that this means there's going to be one Batman, two Batman, or just not four? You know, like because he just that's the report. The report is we're just not four, right? At one time, because I do believe that is that could be a little confusing. Now the question is, do you want to do a thing where it's very similar to Marvel where you just you have one Batman you have one Superman that's it now the I do a, this is what I think is going to happen I think that they're going to let Matt Reeves do his trilogy I think the the three Batman Batman movies that he's going to do ends a trilogy and I think that's probably where we potentially could st- I, I actually think it would be fun to see if you could fold over the Pattinson thing inside of it if James Gunn can find a way to do it 
I just feel like it would negate the thing we loved about it so much. Like what, what I love about the Batman yeah. that he built is that it feels so distant, plausibly distant in that there's no way to make a character that is so grounded in reality to the point where like, yeah, he'd be more of a recluse. Yeah. He'd be all these things. Right. If you throw in gods, then the plausible deniability see, of Gotham. Right. And it's also a question. I could, I mean, even though I want to see it, mm -hmm. I couldn't even fathom a world where him and King Shark are standing next to That's each other. That's what I mean. Like, right, like right. the trolls are the villain of the first film, something that's in our lives. Right. Like, the, the, the villain of that film is the issues we're facing. If you take that and put it to an 11, it negates the, the specialness I, of I this versus saying. other Batmans. Other Batmans have done the big everything thing. And the reason this one, I think, felt unique was David Fincher wouldn't make a movie with Batman in it that had King Shark. Well, it was like this Nolan felt too. like David Fincher. And Nolan, too. Yeah. You know, so, so you, you, you could, but not the King Shark we saw on the Suicide Squad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, there, like, what I give Nolan a lot of credit for, you found a way to make Two-Face, who essentially became like a deformed mutant, and made it realistic. So, like, there's a way to do it, but not based off of what we currently right. have. And, 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 and James Gunn's not going to change his no. Suicide Squad. Absolutely so, not. So, so what I think probably most really, I think we talked about it on Big Thing yesterday, was what I think, as I say it more, what potentially could happen is this. They, they finish up the Batman. They do all three. They make their money off it. They go, okay, now that's it. We wrap it, put it on a bow. Um, ben Affleck is a possibility to come back because well, Zaslav really likes Affleck and really likes... Him does, him, but, but does Affleck want it? He keeps saying he's done. <laughs> but, that, but then he keeps being an Aquaman. But now he's going to be an Aquaman and he's going to be in The Flash. So maybe they had a different conversation with him, so maybe not. Mm. But the other thing is he's 50 years old. So how long are they going to go with him, you know, if they're going to do that? Keaton, significantly older, um, probably not going to be in this. Unless uh, he's going to go old man Bruce. Unless you're going to go old man Bruce, but, it's, but still, for how long? So who's going to be your Batman overall? And is it a new Batman? So, or, I mean, how does that work? So, I mean, again, if he goes Old Man Bruce, we're not talking Dark Knight Returns Old Man Bruce. We're talking, like, Batman the Bruce Wayne Batman Beyond, where yeah. you're, you're the guy in the chair at that point. Yeah. You occasionally beat people up with canes, but you're chilling. You're not... I think if Keaton wants to do that, that's an easy job to just essentially go... But they're not going to do that. They're it, not going to do that. It depends. It, it depends. Who knows? We haven't seen the movie yet. But no, no, but what I'm saying, the reason why they wouldn't do that... If they're gonna, if you have this Bible, and there's no way Zaslav would let them do that, mm. because if if you if you're David Zaslav and you know who who are your power players, Superman, Superman Batman, Batman, Wonder Woman, but Superman and Batman are your, are your two. Those are your World's those, finest. Are, those are your A-listers. Those mm -hmm. are your guys. So and and have proven to, to to make some cash for you in the past. So you're just gonna sideline him and go, okay, okay, James and Peter, you want to just put him in a chair? But yeah. I but but you, you got to hear me out here. I I understand that sounds like you're sidelining him, but it's really really not. It's 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 like Nick Fury level type no, stuff. No, I know. To, to play to, to, to play devil's I, advocate, kids here. kids are gonna want to see Batman sitting in a in a chair. Teenagers want to see Batman sitting in a but, chair. They but see him but fight. but no no, I get that. But you do know that. While Bruce is doing that, that there you have Terry McGinnis as the Batman that's actually being Batman. So it's like it's he 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 goes into a mentor state. I'm saying if you want to keep Keaton around and keep that star power, right. you continue to allow him to do that as Bruce Wayne, and then Batman is doing like Batman Beyond is a genuinely very beloved. Terry McGinnis is a very loved character. Sure. We haven't got a chance to see him in live action yet. So I feel like that actually could be very, very interesting okay. to see that. What do you think? I was going to say, I think that you're correct, but you're thinking from a place of logic, not a place of business. And right. we just saw a man gut a bunch of properties based off business. I think Zaslov's issue is You don't think that Terry I think, could do... No, no, I think so. It's not I, Koi, loves Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Koi, don't think that a business person that just scrapped an entire movie unceremoniously is going to say Bruce Wayne should be an old man. 
Well, okay, but Bruce I guess Wayne, that, specifically but, well, but Brand. I, I, but he no, might have no, scrapped no. that movie. It, let's call it that. Might, the movie might have been dog. I, shit. It, but since we don't know, <laughs> right. I'm only I'm using optics. I'm using we as fans went. Hey, mean man, we don't know why he did this. You're a mean man. I don't imagine mean man is going to be like let's stab Bruce Wayne. Old. No, he's going to want a bat. He wants okay. a Batman. Want so, brand yeah. recognition. Yeah. So here's the thing that I think I'm I'm I am myself confused about and maybe didn't explain very well. If they did that, I would believe it's a world where similar guardians can happen where people are chilling on earth and then there's people chilling in space. Mm -hmm. There's the, this is the, the, the present that we're dealing with since we're about to deal with time travel and flashpoint. And this is just a, a future part of that. So they're connected, but it's like, this is the future. That's just a matter of how many Batman. I, I've wanted Batman that's what beyond. I'm saying. That's a question. I would, I would argue I think the smart thing to do is you have essentially three Batman. You have you have your main Batman. You have your John F. Batman. John F. Batman. <laughs> you have your future Batman and Terry McGinnis, which I think yeah. would be a fun story. And then you can make the decision if you want to keep some version of it on TV. Though Titans really kind of feels like it's in its own universe at this point. Or if you just have your Matt Reeves Batman and then you take out the TV one and be like, that's that. That's a kibosh. Yeah. My dream would be, I've been wanting Batman Beyond since I was movie fighting. Batman Beyond is one of my most precious characters. Yeah. I'm looking at bottom line though. So I think Matt Reeves is the most profitable. You've got a low budget, high yeah. reward. Yeah. And everyone, I, I was going around saying it was a $100 million movie that then made almost you know 700 million, but it doubled in budget because of the COVID protocols that are now implemented. So it won't double in budget again. Right. So now Batman 2 can be one to 150 if they keep that same protocol. So that's a $600 million yeah, like turnover. Money, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So then I would love if you got a, a Justice League Batman that would interact with Henry Cavill's Superman. I don't think that's Batman Beyond. I don't think that's Matt Reeves' Batman. And a great reason why is even James Gunn. Look at, imagine Harley Quinn interacting with the Batman. It doesn't work. No, I know. I'm, but I, right. we need Unless someone. You, well, sorry, but like you said, I think the switch is this. You had said, well, you can't have that King Shark interact with Batman. You have to have right. someone else. You can't, you might, what they might do, and this, I'm not telling you people are going to like this, but out of all the choices, out of what we were just talking about Zaslav and the, the wanting a younger Batman, Pattinson's young. Yeah. You might just change that Batman up a little bit. And you might just change it where he could interact with those people. Or you might just give it a little bit more of a, a different feel with, uh, and you know, I don't know if Matt Reeves it, would do that with I, his TV shows and everything else. That he's building a universe. Who knows if that's going to still happen? Right. That's that's interesting too. I, I think the way to do it is because we've proven that people aren't stupid. You can have we <laughs> win. Well, okay. I missed the memo. Let me try this again. 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 People are hella stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, but I'm they can now. follow if it makes sense when it comes to storylines. As long as you don't make it overly complicated, as long as you explain the rules, it'd be mm -hmm. fine. So if you set it up in a situation of like, okay, we're ultimately admitting there is a multiverse, but we're just going to put harder rules to it in the way you did Spider-Verse, for example. It was very easy for people to follow. Oh, that's a Spider-Man that's in black and white. And that's a Japanese Spider-Man. And that's right, a... Right. You know, so you do the same thing. Yeah, you go sure to follow it. I know. Pattinson over but, here, but but what you can do is you could have Pattinson be the the Justice League Batman if you need the young dude. It's just these are just two different yeah, just, versions. But of I'm him. just telling you what you said before. In, in no world does Zaslav say that he goes ah, make it simple. You make you want two, find you two. Then f this guy yeah. get him out. <laughs> if, and if, if we have two, <laughs> I think it's Batman Beyond and Batman. Yeah. But I think if we have three, and I know this is going to be comments come at me but i think the best way to do it is to have a new justice league 
that is actually the Justice League of the comic books, which would allow Henry Cavill to deliver the Superman he wants, which would allow the joy and all those things, which requires, I think, a new Batman. You, Brand new. No one's going to come after you. It's exactly what Roxy said yesterday, too. Okay, well, I'm sure exactly me and Boston Bros. I, got this. But I do think that Ben Affleck's Batman doesn't work with the vision of what I think they're going to want to build Justice League from. And I want Ben. I love Batfleck. But as he's approaching, you know, if we do a 10-year plan at 60, yeah. I don't think a 60-year-old will be wanting that. It's the same reason that I don't believe that, knowing that I didn't even really think about this, Pattinson's not a good fit to pair up with Cavill. And that's what I keep their, hearing. Because their age is, is uh, it's so only about a decade, but it, it's enough that they're supposed to be not both even. of them. Maybe, they, they, maybe. Went up, they went up for the same roles. He's like he's like a few years older than him. Yeah, but but he, lo he, Cavill looks, looks older. he looks older. Cavill he looks much he's more mature than him. Long. And so I was yeah. just going to say from that standpoint of they, they need to look like these are two best friends that go out around the same age. I should have started this conversation with everything I'm saying comes from a point of I'm picturing World's Finest. I'm yeah. picturing issues of Clark Kent and Bruce right. Wayne. I'm picturing Batman and Superman. But those are both separate entities. And all four need to work. And therefore, I think you need a brand new, fresh as much as I want Batfleck, I want him to get his due. I would love for them to find a way, but I don't know if that's going to work with Henry Cavill Superman going mm -hmm. forward. So I think you need a brand new Batman and keep Matt Reeves because I do honestly think we're going to get the Penguin show in that universe. I think, I hope. The Penguin Could show be optimism. Get, but, already started but that's a universe. Yeah. Like, that's that's its own know, thing. And then, therefore, I think you you let these other Batmen fade. Yeah. Maybe with Flashpoint. Yeah. And then the, you restart. Flashpoint is one of the main reasons that they're going to, regardless of the fact that they think it's good. Yeah. They're going to put it out there because they need it to reset. But let me, you seem pretty, you seem like someone to make, you make decisions, you make them pretty early. Yeah. Well, one of the decisions you should be making, I'll tell you right now, is for those Christmas gifts. <gasps> Dude, you're going to love this. So Uncommon Goods. Um, this is something, I just already did this for Sadie recently. You should be doing this. And don't even tell you, he's writing it down. <laughs> I love it. Good. Uh, I'm going to tell you all about it in just a second here. This is Uncommon Goods. And it's the perfect time, ladies and gentlemen, to find some really good Christmas gifts. I was I was browsing around like they have. I bought a um, a, a cheese board for Sadie, and I also bought a necklace for Sadie. It's it's incredible. So if you haven't done it, here let me tell you about it. It is basically it, if you want to just get the same old boring, basic, bland gifts they always get, then do what you always do. But if you want something new, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. So Uncommon Goods, it's, it basically it makes your holiday shopping stress-free by you scour the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. So like I said, I got I found this cheese board. I found this other stuff. You can find so many great things, clothing, necklaces, ornaments. Like It's, it's incredible. It's really great. And this is what I think you guys are both going to like a lot is that when you go to Uncommon Goods and you'll spend – tons of time on this site i promise you you're supporting artists and small independent businesses these fine products are often made in small batches so shop now before they sell out this holiday season so uncommon goods what they do is they look for products that are high quality unique and often handmade or made in the u.s they have the most meaningful out of the ordinary gifts anywhere from jewelry kitchen home bar uncommon goods has something for everyone so quite you know you're gonna be shopping for the family soon take a look over at uncommon goods there's a lot of stuff over there and it's not the same lackluster gifts that you can just find anywhere and with every purchase, this is what's really cool about this this company, you that you make at Uncommon Goods, they give a dollar back to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So if you want to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash big thing. Uncommongoods.com slash big thing. Get 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. 
It's like five weeks till Christmas. It, it's crazy, right? And that's why it's when they, dude, when they said they were coming on board, I was like, I, I spent so much time <laughs> on that site the other day. I, I, you sent me this. Uh, a few weeks ago, few weeks ago. and I, I, you were correct. All the things you just said, not knowing that it already happened, that already happened. You just, you just, you, the second you start clicking, like, okay, maybe I'll get this. Oh, this uh, a cheese board. Uh, and, you know when yeah, you go yeah. in a store that's just, it's, it's the cheesecake factory of stores. It's, when you, when you go yeah, to a store that just has everything. Massive menu, and I love Great. that it's a small, like between that and we had just said trade, and um, like the smaller companies that are really doing some special things. Check it out, and once again, let me know. And if you got somebody a gift, and they like it, let me know. Two right. things. Yes. This is education for the self-starters, the go-getters, and the big dreamers. So if you're looking for a university that believes in your potential as much as you do, this is the school for you. At Strayer University, we've been in the D.C. area for over 130 years, and we're always adapting to students' ever-changing needs in this ever-changing region. So you can keep striving. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Bitch, I have a birthday. That comes before <laughs> Christmas. You ain't just going to jump. December 10th, you ain't just going to oh, jump man. my I, shit. I've never been invited. I didn't know. It's that's not marked. Right. No, no, no. That's fine. I'm just I'm now. Just now I know. But but the other thing is, uh, not to dictate the show, but can we jump into Boom? Because uh, I unfortunately will have to yeah, leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's He's do got boom. a job, that's and fine. I'm a monster. That's fine. We'll start. We'll do. We will. We'll, boom Comics. Or boom Studios, I should say. So, by the way, talking about a lot of feedback. Man, we get a lot of feedback from you guys at Boom. People are loving Boom, and I understand why. They're so good. They're so good. But this <laughs> it makes me real happy that Winston's like, I got to go before I do comic I, books. I got to do it. <laughs> but let me tell you, though, this, is, this is the one when they when they sent this one, I, I, I kind of lost it a little. Look, look at that art. Yeah. So Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. That is like every 90s kid's uh, like dream. Loving oh. this. And we got to take a look at the biggest crossover of 2022. I mean, even even our, our guy over at Boom, he's like, yeah, wait until we show, wait until you see what we're sending you guys. <laughs> he, was, he was really excited he as, he, as he knew. He knew right away. It is the we got a, we got an early look at the biggest crossover of 2022. And it reminds me of back in the day when GI Joe crossed over with um, with the Transformers. Mm -hmm. And so now we have. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're teaming up once again for a massive crossover event this December, and we had a chance to look at it. Uh, it, it it's really awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh writer Ryan Parrott and artist Dan Mora are returning to the franchise with a new epic story that we've been asked to keep tightly under wraps. We can't give you a lot of story beats on it. This is one of the few times that even even the the guy over at Boom, he's like, hey, just be careful with the plot. Don't don't say anything. We won't. We won't. Um, but what I can tell you is that there are really massive surprises in store for both the Rangers and Turtles fans, and we're not going to spoil it, I promise you, but you're, you're not going to want to miss it. What we can show you, as I've been showing you here, are these covers that are just absolutely, the art on these covers are absolutely amazing. And a cover by the legendary Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-creator Kevin Eastman yeah. and Freddie Williams, which you know is going to be huge in the collector's market. So pre-orders for the book end on Monday. And if you want any of these variant covers that I've been showing you here, you should ask your local comic shop to order them because they're going to go pretty hard. To, they're going to be pretty hard to find once it lands next month. But just look at some of these. I mean, look at that that picture alone. Yeah, April, yeah, April holding yeah. Kim's bow. It's crazy. oh, that's my fa I haven't yeah, seen that one yeah, yet. That's my favorite. No, that's, that's look at these. Sick. So I'm gonna yeah. like there's I'm gonna I'll run I'll run through. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna run through them again. But this 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 one I I loved. I love this. That was this overall thing. That's great. And then that's a pretty great <laughs> one. Um, 
It's awesome. I mean, the the art on this one is just absolutely incredible. It, I, I mean, and so that's the thing. This this is being the follow up. Uh, I want to say this is the first one happened about two or three years ago. Okay. Um, absolutely insane crossover. You don't necessarily think about it, but if you again, like you said about the '90s, these were the two martial arts shows fully dominating. Yeah. That that had numbers for people trying to take martial arts. Through the roof, because you were either trying to be a Ninja Turtle, or you were trying to be a Power Ranger. And pizza went up too. Uh, that too. The Pizza Hut had so many deals, and so did Domino's. It was, with, a good with time. The, it was great. It was a great time to be alive. And so, when this first one happened, my mind was blown. Like it's not really a spoiler for the first one. At one point, because the Rangers are in trouble, the Turtles end up getting Morphers and become Rangers for a while, which is it's which is sick. So I cannot wait to see what they do with this follow up. Uh, again, we've read this first issue. You need to go get it. Like I, this is not a this is not a game. I knew you Winston was going to be excited when we yeah. got because he's a massive Turtles fan. Oh, so dude, like, yeah. Power Rangers too! Know, I'm like know, out here in these streets, but bro. I remember like, in the showdown, like yeah. time a Turtles question would come up, you oh, get very, I ate, very ate it up, yeah, ate yeah, it up, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go comic perspective because uh, '90s is beloved, and he covered the '90s nostalgia glory. But I'm I know I don't want a single thing ruined from this issue because there's a lot of great twists. So I'm going to say. As someone who's worked with Kevin Eastman a bunch at Comic-Cons, who is a huge fan of Kevin Eastman, the comic creator, who I love the original comic, I really love how much respect and integrity and how much this could have gone awry, how much that when you say those characters, it could easily feel like, oh yeah, let's smash these icons together. It doesn't feel like that. This feels like a love letter to what Kevin Eastman built, and that meant a lot to me. I know that he's involved. Yeah, like yeah, he's, I mean, I mean like, he was there to go like, that is me. Like, and it, and yeah, it feels like it. I love great. that thumbprint. I'm... Um, Really excited for this, and the fact that we had a chance to look at it. I'm excited to read more. I mean, just to see more and see the understanding. The crossover comes out soon. You can pre-order it, but it's the like I'm getting more. I guess you guys know if from watching enough. I've never been, except when I was younger. GI Joe comics, the Marvel, that was my thing. Mm -hmm. I loved it. But through this segment, I've been reading all these great comics and getting all these stories. We're getting them, Winston. Well, but the boom got me. Hey, look, boom, boom, credit. look, boom, I, I, I will pay for it if I have to. But if you <laughs> want to send, you know, as this is running, like, I'd appreciate it. Like, you let me know what, what you need. You need, like, a kidney or something? Like, what, what's, the, what's the deal? Just, just keep showing up not late, and you'll be – That's the trick. You guys actually film which, free go. before Bitch, I get Bitch, I got it. a job. Thanks. So I'll see y'all later. Thanks I love you. I'll see you next week. Thanks, <laughs> Quick. Appreciate that. You know what? Thank you. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Good. Tell your boss okay. that you're the best employee on, on the planet. This is the one thing He's that, got I integrity know that you actually can handle. I'm going to fix the wide shot. You talk. Okay. Oh, hey, talking. All right. So the thing about comic books is, no, I'll give you guys another book to read this week. Uh, so from Image Comics, there's a book called It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth. And I literally reread it today. I read it yesterday and then reread it today. It is from Zoe Thorogood and it is an autobiographical mental health workbook, effectively. She was trying to get out of a depression. She was trying to work through a, a lifetime of, of figuring out who she is and what she wants to be. And so she put all of her thoughts and feelings on the page as a cartoonist and as a writer and wrote, I think, literally one of the best therapy sessions I've ever had. It felt like going really? to therapy, That's the great. comic. So it's a really beautiful, it's, it's very useful in the way that it, it uh, uses meta-analysis. Like it, it breaks the fourth wall, but in very clever ways. It's in color, it's in black and white, it uses different art styles. And it's one book, it's singular. You just pick up this one book, have yourself an experience. It's really special and unique. All right, so looks once again, that, that, that's, as I showed you before here, man, this, this Turtles crossover with uh, Power Rangers, make sure you pre-order it Friday for sure today. And there you go. Capes and cows, boom. I'm loving it. And one of the things that, again, that you have been doing, and please continue to do so, 
Let me know. A lot of people have told me that they've read a lot of these suggestions from Boom. We've been yeah. hearing uh, something is killing the children from people a lot. Yeah. I've heard a lot of House of Slaughter. Yeah. I've heard a lot of Berserker, which makes me happy. When I got into Boom, those were a lot of my gateway books. And what's been cool is when they've been sending us some stuff, I always pick up Boom's number ones. I will always try out a Boom book because I yeah. trust them. They they consistently get deliver. Uh, but what I've been loving is we've gotten the opportunity to talk about the stuff that I might not have read week one, and people are already getting back to us week one. Like between it. week one yeah, and two, no, no, I see been, people picking it up. I've been getting that, and I send. It to I send it to our guy over at Boom every time I get one. Yeah, I, I do a screenshot, I send it, and they're very excited to see it. And and they started um, and they've retweeted our stuff now, and they're getting it. So it's it's a great relationship. I really love being involved with Boom. I think that they're they're gonna be you're gonna be hearing from them for a very long time. I think they're gonna I think their their stuff's gonna start to become movies and TV. I, that's what they should have done. Mm. They should have done a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Power Rangers movie. I'd be there in a heartbeat. And and I'm yeah. sure there's licensing stuff, but yeah, if I'm this sure. goes well, clean like use the money from try this to, to make try it to happen. Find a way to make it happen. And I also yeah. think like with independent comics, like Image and Boom are are titans, but they're still yeah. not the big two, and therefore you should support those comics. Like I love that these writers and these artists are getting to work with companies that are really supporting their creativity. Like do what you want, play with these yeah. characters, bring in your IP. Like um, damn them all. I love that one of my yeah, favorite yeah. Constantine writers was like, I'm gonna make my own, and I'm gonna do what I want. And I love that Boom I supports that. that. And it's a comfortable feeling to know that you know they that the they care. Yeah, and it's like um, I don't know. You just feel you you feel nice and fuzzy. And and to be honest, I worked with them at Comic Con, and one of the main things I noticed, as compared to sometimes other companies that are like, "Let's do this, okay, bye," is they were so hands on of like, "What do you want this panel to feel like?" And then like they wanted to know what Keanu wanted it to feel right. like. They wanted to know what the the publishers wanted it to feel like. And then we all collaborated. Right. And I feel like the comic books reflect that. It's collaborative. You feel everyone getting their say, and that's why I mentioned the Kevin Eastman thing. Yeah. His fingerprints are on this. It's great. Well, if you want to feel pretty good. Get yourself a rumble blanket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, these these are these are awesome. These are really really good. I I I've been talking about the rumble blanket by the way. Um, when it came to my daughter's uh, soccer game, and I had uh, I had been taking this this blanket with me everywhere I go, especially for the soccer games, and and it's just very comfortable. But then like, hey, rumble's coming back. They want to they want to be part of the show, and I was like, cool. They're going to send you some more blankets. Like they sent. They sent these blankets that are so comfortable on the couch. My wife like snuggles up in them, and they're just they're, the dog was sleeping on one the other day. We're like, it was he, he knew he went right to it. Rumple's on a mission to introduce the world to better blankets. Rumple applies performance materials typically found in premium outdoor gear and activewear to modernize a dated and boring category. Rumple products are the perfect addition for any uh, adventure, camping, hiking, or just relaxing. That's what we've been using it for recently. Rumple recycles over 5 million pl plastic water bottles a year. It is a certified B Corporation. And every year, Rumple offsets the entire carbon footprint of their company. It's a proud member of the 1% for the planet. And through this program, Rumpel donates 1% of sales to support environmental nonprofits. It's made from discarded plastic bottles. The extra durable 100% recycled 30D polyester ripstop prevents scratches, snags, and tears. And that is 100% fact. I can tell you that this, this blanket has been through it, and it looks like it's brand new. The original Puffy is Rumpel's number one bestseller with over a million sold. And Rumpel products are weather-resistant, durable, and most importantly, warm. Over 135 designs available. There's a blanket for everyone and everywhere. Rumple also has an indoor product line perfect for the couch and movie nights. Fact. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, this, is a, this, this blanket is going to be a Hall of Fame blanket in the house. Uh, they have the cozy hemp blanket that is softer than your favorite hoodie to their Sherpa fleece and puffy collections. There's a blanket made for every amount of cozy. So 
you go from from now until eleven twenty eight. You can save twenty five percent off at Rumple dot com, but you have to use that code Big Thing BF and you get an extra gift with purchase. So if you go to Rumple dot com slash Big Thing, shop now. That's where you're going to help us out. That's where you're going to help yourself out. Rumple dot com slash Big Thing. There's that i card. Rumple dot com slash Big Thing. Get twenty five percent off by using that code Big Thing BF. I love that uh, volume of recycling. Like a lot of yes. a lot of places are like, we do help, and this is no, like we we have it on the back end, legit. we got it on the front end. Legit. We use it to make our products, and we still help the planet on top. Like, good for them. I love all of this. I didn't know any of that. You, you, should, I'm telling you, get yourself one. You'll, we, you've talked about this off camera. I'll vouch. Yes. like you, yeah, you I love do. this black. I love it. Um, <laughs> all right. So one of the things I want to get into here. Let me let me look at uh, before we go because we got to. We'll probably call it a. We'll do one more story and then we'll call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see which one. You know what? I'm going to let Koi pick the story I have. I, so far, I have um, the, the thumbnails in there, but let's see. We have, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Quentin Tarantino on the one movie that he would direct? You, we talked about that. We don't talk about uh, Amy Adams. Should we talk about the little Amy Adams? I mean, I was at uh, Disenchanted last night. Yeah. Oh, and there's a Spider-Man. You know what? Oh, wait, Spider-Man's mine, guys. Sorry, do, Amy. We'll do two stories. We'll do two. Okay, we'll I like two, that. Because I want to get the Spider-Man freshman year story. Have to get that. I've got a very specific take on that. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let me just find it in just a minute, and boom, there it is. All right, Spider-Man freshman year. Now, there's new details revealed amidst rumors that the Disney Plus series could be canceled. Now, new details have been re revealed about Daredevil's role in Spider-Man freshman year, which, while we also have an update on rumors that the anima series, animated series had been canceled amidst members of the crew being let go. Marvel Studios delivered another show-stealing Hall H panel at this year's San Diego Comic-Con. There was another devoted to their upcoming animated projects that drew a lot of attention. First looks at everything from X-Men 97 to Marvel Zombies were revealed, while we also got a sneak peek at Spider-Man freshman year. The hope had been that the series would take place prior to the events of Captain America Civil War. Instead, it's set in another world where Peter Parker finds a mentor, a mentor in Norman Osborn. Oh, so it's not inside the MCU? That's yeah, one of the reasons I, I have a take on it. Oh, okay. I think that's its issue. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't really care anymore. That, that's yeah. exactly what I think. Recently there have been some troubling rumors circulating on social media about both the future of Spider-Man freshman year and all these animated MCU projects. According to the Cosmic Circus, again, while the idea of the show has been canceled and it's excuse me, while the idea of canceling the show has been floated around, the current plan is still for it to premiere on Disney Plus in 2024. However, Marvel Studios won't be moving forward with Spider-Man sophomore year until they can gauge the interest in the first season, hence why most of the crew had been let go. With the MCU rapidly expanding thanks to the streaming service, it appears budget cuts are taking place with these animated projects um, at risk to at least some extent. The site shares a few other interesting tidbits, including the fact that Charlie Cox's Man Without Fear will get an alleyway fight scene on par with the hallway battles we've seen in Daredevil and She-Hulk Attorney of Law. It sounds like Old Hornhead will team up with Spider-Man to fight the Kingpin with Vincent D'Onofrio returning to voice the villain. They add that sources told us the show and the movie were meant to parallel each other as these moments happen in alternate universes. In other words, Spider-Man freshman year could end up reflecting what we see in Spider-Man 4. Rumor has it that the movie will see Spidey team up with Daredevil to take down the Kingpin once and for all. So, seeing the same battle play out in a different world through animation should be a lot of fun. All right, Corey, hit me. Okay, so I think three things here. One is that in when it was announced, there was a lot of convoluted 
information back and forth. Some people were like, Tom Holland's going to voice it. Some people were like, it's going to be in this universe. Some people were like, it's not going to be in the universe. And I think a big part of that was they didn't have a clear message to deliver. And that was dangerous. So like you just in this moment found out in real time, right. not supposed to be set in the MCU. Right. Two, I think that they're cleaning house. I think that right now they're looking at their bottom line and they're going, okay, what's essential? What's not? What do we want to have the through line of the MCU be? Oh, this isn't in the MCU. Why are we doing this? So that's, I, that's very concerning for it because I was excited for this. But if you've got all of this going on and there's this, you're going to have to lose that. And that's dangerous. And then third, I do think that the part of this was before the Tom Holland negotiations got to the point where they sound like they are. We're hearing nothing but like Tom Holland, three movies, two side right. movies, everything going forward. I'm wondering if Spider-Man freshman year was a, okay, while we're trying to figure out if we have Spider-Man, let's make this other Spider-Man thing as like a placeholder and then move it forward. Yeah. Maybe they want to allocate everything towards live action. Maybe right. they want to, I like, I don't know how much money they've already spent. I don't know how much more it would cost, but I do think it's really dangerous to build things in and out of the MCU for people's understanding of what it is. I mean, as we were just talking about that with the Batman, right? That's, that's, all, that's literally all, that, literally right? The whole thing. So, so right. I think three things are working against it. All right. Well, covering like, like so staying in the Spider-Man universe, because that's, that's part that's, it adds to what Koi was just saying here. There's another report from comic, book movie that spider-man 4 marvel studios plans for venom symbiote both previously and moving forward and it's possibly revealed here some possible details have been revealed about marvel studios plans for the Ven venom symbiote in the mcu while we also have intel on plans for the alien costume before sony pictures released 2018's venom there's still a lot of uncertainty surrounding tom holland's future as spider-man while sony pictures and marvel studios have seemingly seamlessly Seemingly, there you go. Put past differences aside. We've heard nothing about the actor's MCU return beyond some online chatter that he's finally signed a new deal. In Spider-Man No Way Home mid-credits scene, we saw Eddie Brock and Venom set back to their own universe where a piece of the alien was left behind. While it's in Mexico for the time being, we have to believe that the symbiote, it's symbiote, right? Yep. Right, is eventually going to find its way to New York City and Peter Parker. According to Heavy Spoilers YouTube channel, Marvel Studios originally had a big plan to slowly build up towards the black suit, only for that to change thanks to Venom's release in 2018. It never made much sense for Spider-Man to return from his outer space adventure in Avengers Infinity War without it, so we have to believe that Sony derailed those plans. In fact, the launch of the Venom franchise is said to have caused a lot of trouble behind the scenes, and it sounds like Kevin Feige pushed to stop Holland's wall crawler from appearing in Venom. Interesting. While the new deal signed in 2019 appear, appears to have opened the door to crossovers, which have been restricted to vague multiverse ties to, uh, thus far, it seems Spidey will remain exclusive to the MCU. As for what the future holds in store for the Ven Venom symbiote in that world, it's added that Spider-Man 4 won't focus on the black suit because they're saving it for a film further down the line. This actually lines up with what we've heard about the sequel being a grounded adventure before Spidey encounters the alien suit later in his next trilogy. Nothing here is official and should, as always, be taken with a pinch of salt. However, it feels like that there are plans, big plans for Spider-Man in the MCU, and the Venom symbiote being evolved is definitely exciting. If Venom 3 ends that Eddie Brock variant story, perhaps... His MCU counterparts could show up in Spider-Man 5, played by Tom Hardy. Spider-Man is expected to be released in 2024. That is soon. That's not true. <laughs> is that true? Uh, well, they're they're talking a lot. Like, I've heard Tom Holland stuff all week. I keep hearing that Tom Holland got a three-picture deal in his solo movies. It would have to be as well already. As I think it is. Okay. I think regardless of Tom Holland coming back, they prepped a grounded Spider-Man story. Okay. And I think they were just like 90% we're we'll going to get, get Tom him. Holland We'll back. get him. Yeah. No matter what, we're going to get him. And it paying the writer 
to write a, a script and have it at the ready will save them more money than not yeah. having a written, like, you know what I mean? Sure. I'd have five scripts. It's worth, the, it's worth the risk. It's worth that. So I think what's happening is they're trying to clean up the things. Like, this sounds like a mess going forward with Venom and, like, everything with Spider-Man. He did go to space. A lot of us were right. like, well, that's where he gets the symbiote. We, right. we all thought that. So what would be interesting is, you know, we left that little bit of symbiote after No Way Home, yes. the post credit scene. Mm -hmm. I don't think he should get the symbiote that soon, but I do think there should be multiple films in the black costume, at least one before Venom. Right. I'd love if they make the Eddie Brock a variant. I think that would tie up a lot of continuity and everything else. The problem is those Venom movies make so much money. Yeah. I think Tom Hardy's going to want to be done after Venom 3 because, you know, he's... He's, he's done. He's, it's yeah. a lot of movies. But maybe to do a one-off in a Spider-Man movie is how you wanna, end your tenure. Yeah, I want to see him in Star Wars, man. Yeah? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's fascinating. I want to see him in Star Wars. But, uh, but I mean, how long do you want to play a character? He yeah, loves yeah. the character, and I think I that know. it suits him, but I don't know if he's going to want to do three movies and then another three with Spidey. That's what Tom Holland's doing. I want it. That's I mean, I, as selfishly, yeah. I want a Tom Tom off. I mean, but I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen or not as far as the, the Venom portion of it, but as far as Spider-Man goes, um, I think keeping it grounded is a good idea. I think that the idea of what they're doing right now, I mean, look, if they, they eventually add that story in Venom, they're probably, you're probably, it's, Tom Hardy will probably be a variant. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably a good idea to do it that way that, that way you can tell. But it's interesting, the stuff that I... Then you could do the iconography, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You would, you'd have your cake and eat it too. Right. You, you keep Tom Hardy as a great Venom, you keep Eddie Brock, but then you finally get to see it. It feels right. Yeah, it would feel, it would feel a little different. And I think that what I like the most about it, that, that report, not like the most, but what I thought most interesting was, I do believe that the Venom movies pissed Feige off. I think it's kind of working out long-term in a good way so, because if we have Spider-Man 1 somehow in 2024, mm, somehow, it seems no unlikely. Chance. No <laughs> chance. 2024? How are they going to do 2024? Like film it tomorrow. Like, I have no idea. Right. So, oh, so is, and is Webb, and is, um, uh, not Webb, uh, John Watts? Thank you. Yeah, I don't even know, because he's filming. He's doing Star he's Wars. Star Wars. He's doing Star That's Wars. That's how you get Tom Hardy. And he's got other stuff, yeah. But, so, so say miraculously it comes out 2024. What if... We somehow get Spider-Man Two if they somehow have it written a couple of years later. Spider-Man Five, thank you. Yeah. Spider-Man Two of the second trilogy. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. Five. What if that ties into Secret War? Because that's where he got the black suit in the comic books. Okay. Because in the comic books, the black yeah. suit is Secret Wars. So the comic fans would be like, "Oh, we lost the space opportunity." If he gets it in Secret Wars, and that's where the black suit takes over, you've got all the iconography of Spider-Man in the black suit. Yeah. You get to play in Secret Wars, and then you bring Venom. You get the white suit in your final of the Spider-Man trilogy. So I guess that's Tom Hardy's not too old. Tom Holland is finally an adult. Right, right. It shouldn't be a kid Spider-Man fighting a Venom. He's always been an adult when they're toe to toe. That's It'd be what's weird. intriguing to me with this new trilogy is keep him young for a little bit. It, well, it's but it's still the idea that it's it's that Spider-Man like I this is the first Spider-Man that we've had out of all the actors. Yeah, that you're going to see the progression of. Because but well, Toby did it too. Yeah, but Toby was fifty-seven years old when he did the first. He also one. stayed the same. Yeah, he was always the same. And and they were and Tom Holland is the only one out of the three of them. They're, and I and I like all three of them. Tom Holland was the only one of the three of them that legit felt like a kid. In six, high and he got a six movie origin. So give him yeah. now a three movie arc of, of becoming Spider-Man. An adult. Yeah. Like, like to have him be like an adult. Go to college like, in movie yeah, one, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. even movie two, have that be Secret Wars. And when he comes back, have him fight Venom as a grown yeah. man, like 20s. Are they going to do, because they've already addressed that when Stacy died in, in this, in well, in a different universe, but in this. They're in a rock and a hard place because yeah. they've negated the Osbournes because he's met Norman Osborn. Right. What's he going to, if he meets right. a variant of, of Osborn, even if it's not Willem Dafoe, he's going to be like, you're a bad guy. Right. Uh, Gwen Stacy's been mentioned as a very important catalyst. Right. So you've lost Green Goblin and Gwen Stacy, two fig, like 
foundational members of the, of the right. world. But you do still have things like Punisher. You have things like, uh, you know, characters that have Daredevil. already been introduced, which would save you time. Right. So so in, in one way, it's, it's a detriment to Spider-Man, but also since you said like Daredevil, Punisher, a lot of characters that don't need introductions can just come to play. Yeah. But I, I don't know what his, his college would look like without Harry and Gwen because Harry Osborne would have the name Osborne. Like, yeah. what is that even? And Flash Thompson is already, you know, established yeah, and, think, and, and messy. We've, we've played, and we've played in that area before, too. So I, I, I like the idea that if you're going to go with Venom and mm-hmm. do it that way, but you also play inside of the world of, of Daredevil and yep. these other things and lead into. Keep it small. Keep it grounded. It's going to be interesting. All and right, Randy well. Robertson's one they can do. His roommate in college is, um. so J, J. Jonah Jameson is the head of the Bugle. His okay. right-hand man is uh, Robbie Robertson. Okay. Robbie Robertson. His son uh, they were like roommates and that's a character that could maybe take the Harry Osborn kind of role, like okay. the best friend, the, all those things. So there are things that could work. Maybe you bring in um, like uh, Liz Allen or, or characters like side characters from the comics. It's just uh, sharing this much responsibility with Sony is tricky because I, yeah. I think Sony it's always has been. Well, Sony does a really great job caring about the fans. I, I, I yeah. will say it. I'll say it again. Like they really want the fans to be happy. Marvel does a really good job building universes and wanting the fans to be happy. I don't know what those meetings look like when they've got a 10 year plan. And the other one is like, Hey, we're putting together Madam web. Also, right. does this tie to Madam webs web of Spider-Man? But Sony which needs is to stop doing, I, this is where if I was, if I was Kevin Feige, I would be mad too, because without Marvel, and, uh, and they might be, they may care for fans for sure. And I don't care how much money Venom made. I, they're not great movies. They're, they're not. And I love Andy Serkis, but that last movie was not good. Um, it was entertaining. It was like a, the both very similar to what I said about Black Adam. Sure. I actually enjoyed Black Adam more than those movies, but I think that they're in the same vein of like the late 90s kind of movies. But that scene in Morbius, at the end of Morbius, that post credit scene was garbage and made no sense and sony has no idea how to continue in that thing i defend i defend movies all day but i don't think that there's a world where that got signed off on by enough people to make it work for both and i don't understand the legal of it because i feel like there have to be checks and balances to have these characters share space that doesn't feel like anyone oversaw it makes no sense yeah it it makes no sense and it's a total waste of michael keaton at all it messes up both worlds continuities tremendously which is dangerous it's so stupid and who knows is morbius (laughs) even going to be around anymore they're even going to bring him around i don't know anymore? if it did well enough no it's such a goof like and craven's like, coming out and punchline like, and what worries me is craven like could be great they pushed craven craven was supposed to be oh, in yeah January. they pushed it like five months didn't they i don't know where they I think it's like it may to. is it may now that's that's that good means they news. have trust in it that's good news that means like oh we like it but madam webb uh i'm hearing huge things i'm hearing like spider versal ramifications okay. like i mean i don't know anything about the plot but i'm hearing it's it's a uh, madam webb basically deals with the web of life so she'd be a great way to bring in a live action Spider-Verse. Whether they do that or not, I think is up to the, the collaboration. But oh. it has the potential to be Spider-Verse live, which would be cool. Yeah. I think the first movie you do, him as an adult, grounded, maybe Daredevil and everything too. Second one, maybe Venom. And the third one, you introduce Miles Morales and then push Miles I think uh, towards... I think Tom Holland has to, I think Tom Holland has to die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think the only way to make that impact is I would do it with Andrew Garfield. I'd bring Andrew Garfield back for one more, introduce Miles Morales in the Sony, strictly Sony universe, okay. no ties, and then bring him in multiversally to Marvel. But let Miles be his own thing for a bit. And that way Sony gets their time. Like, think about it. That way Sony can have a Spider-Man that do doesn't tie I, to the MCU. I would love for them to be able to, the, the, the time, I think that they're missing out on the time though. Um, like they should have capitalized I don't know why they didn't capitalize. The second they saw that movie and they knew that Garfield and Tobey Maguire was coming back, they should have signed Sam Raimi back to a deal. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if at the end of No Way Home, within when all that craziness was going on and everybody was losing their minds, I mean, you could put, you could say, I, I was in an elevator and I and I was talking about uh, Spider-Man 
No Way Home with a guy who farted in the elevator. And it was a six second video. It does a thousand. A, a it's the biggest views. thing I've ever seen in, in the culture of our, so, our world. Yeah. And they didn't capitalize on it. And they didn't say, hey, you know what? Sign Raimi. And then let's put out a, a, a Spider-Man 4 with mm -hmm. Tobey Maguire coming back. That movie would have crushed. And crushed. the timing would have been incredible because while he was promoting Doctor Strange, could have been promoting it, right. while Toby's doing Babylon, yeah. it's it's literally lined up. And then Andrew Garfield's on his GQ tour right now. There's so many things that would so have worked. Things. And I think Garfield, I would have Garfield fight Tom Hardy's Venom before I'd have Tom Holland do it if you want to do it short term. Yeah. If Tom Hardy only wants to do five more years, Garfield. But the reason I would have Miles Morales there is if we lose Andrew Garfield on camera, that's going to hurt our generation. We're going to like, that's going to be so emotional. Yeah. I think Tom Holland needs to be a little older before he dies and lets Miles take over. But that yeah. would allow us Tom, to have Miles. Tom Holland. Yeah, 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 Tom Holland. But yeah. if you if you had Andrew Garfield die to, to pass the torch to Miles, then you get a trilogy of just Miles out of the MCU. Let Miles I mean, be his own man. Let him, let him let him thrive. Is Donald Glover going to come back? Hobie Brown is is so important, and yeah. I'd love that. And I, and he is I mentioned just, in... Well, I just watched I just watched um, Homecoming again, mm -hmm. and he's he's so good in... The, he's only in it he, two scenes, but he's... But they're he's both so incredible. But he's so good in it, and he mentions he mentions his nephew and stuff yeah. like that, too, which is great. But all right, last one before we get out of here, because we stretch a little of... Um, we stretched. Uh, the That's show my favorite today. Easter egg of all time, by the way. The Donald Glover cameo. His 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 hand gets webbed to the car, yeah. and the license plate is his first appearance in the comics. Oh, that's right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Man of Steel star Amy Adams on Henry Cavill's Superman return and a potential Lois Lane reprisal. Now, Henry Cavill made his long-awaited return as Superman in Black Adam, but could his Man of Steel co-star Amy Adams join him in the new DCU as Lois Lane? After years of rumors and speculation, Henry Cavill finally returned as Superman in Black Adam's mid credit scene and reportedly set to play a major role in the DCU moving forward. Amy Adams debuted as Lois Lane alongside Cavill in Zack Snyder's Man of Steel before going on to appear in Batman v Superman and Justice League, but will she be joining her Man of Steel co-star in this new era of DC-based movies? Adams was asked that very question while speaking to Variety about her new movie, Disenchanted. The Academy Award nominee shared her excitement for Cavill's return, but revealed that she hasn't been contacted about reprising the role of Lois Lane. It sounds like she would be open to the possibility, but she'll support whatever direction they go. Uh, let's see. There's actually some audio for this. I'm going to play. I'm going to play some of the audio. Ooh, Give me a second. Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a second. Oh, there we go. Okay. Here's the here's the audio from Variety. Henry Cavill back as Superman. When did you hear? How did you find out? Oh, thank you so much for that for my husband actually yeah i'm thrilled for him he's such a wonderful superman so i'm very excited for him Is lois coming back they haven't spoken to me about it so but do you want lois to come i mean if it's me great if it's somebody else lois has the role of lois has been filled by so many wonderful actresses in the past so i'll support whatever direction they go very good political answer. Um, the, the answer. Yeah, that's the answer you go. So there's always a chance that Adams has been in touch with Warner Brothers DC Studios about a potential return as the intrepid Daily Planet reporter and is simply not at liberty to divulge that information. After all, Lois Lane is always going to be a vital part of pretty much any Superman story, and it's difficult to imagine them bringing Cavill back without Adams. That said... Quite a few fans have complained about a perceived lack of chemistry between Cavill and Adams over the years, and it's probably fair to say that her take on Lois has proven to be diver divisive overall. Uh, how? What do you guys think? Would you like to see Adams back in a role, or do you prefer if another actress was cast? Drop us a comment. All right, so uh, let's see. I think there's a lot of good points made in that one. Um, I think that she... I, I love Amy Adams. Same. Love Amy Adams. And I think that Amy Adams... 
was not really who I thought of as the. I mean, that's what Zack Snyder did, though. Minus Cavill. Cavill looks like Superman, but it, but he but he presented Superman very different than you've mm. seen before. And you've 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 mentioned that in many times. But um, I think that Lois Lane is not uh, Amy Adams. Is not who you think of in that perception, right? Sure. I thought she was good, but would I be upset if she was recast? No. I'm torn because I also love Amy Adams, the person and the actress. Yeah. Uh, she played uh, Mickey Ward's wife in The yes, Fighter. Yeah, so I'm, I'm and like that's someone I know in real life. So yeah. I was so attached to her passion for it. It was it, it when you see someone that's of her caliber play someone you know, it's really empowering and it really ties you to the actress. So I've always been a big Amy Adams fan and I've always wanted her to do well. But when she got cast as Lois Lane, my first thought was. That's not how I see Lois Lane. I'm excited to be proven wrong. Right. And then Zack Snyder, he's got such a specific universe, and he's so, so honed down in his vision, which is one of the things I like about him, but his vision so rarely aligns with mine. So it's no judgment. It's just right. a different world. I would love to see her be able to come back and play something more akin off of Henry Cavill's joyous, smiling, happy Superman. I don't know if that works with the audience's expectations. Right. If the audience sees them two together again, they're going to tie back to this other world. I think the cleanest way to have Henry Cavill back is recast everybody except Henry Cavill. I, I think, think you need to have a yeah, clean slate. I think you're probably right in the same way that even the, even with the composer, if they're going to do the John Williams thing, but like, you they know, pretty much put carved a line in the sand with they, that score. They, they could Now, What I was going to tell you though, is you just recently watched um, the Donner one for the first time, mm -hmm. right? How great is Margot Kidder? Incredible. As, she's Incredible. such a, she, that's the type of, a flair I want to see from Lois Lane in the future as the character. I thought she was the perfect Lois Lane. And she's such a boss in the comics and she's so smart in the comics. There's such this like maternal, but um, uh, world aware character. She can be small. She can be big. That's yeah. something like maternal and world aware. She's everything. Um, but I never felt like I knew what Amy Adams Lois was. Right. I can't describe that character. That's the writing too. I don't blame the actress at all. I'm yeah. saying when I think of the character, it's so many different things because right. it's off of a scene. Right. If you even look, look at the two cuts of Justice League, those are different characters. And again, not her fault. She's taking direction. She's going off the writing. Sure. But I can't tell you what Lois is doing in Justice League, Justice League versus Justice League Snyder cut right. in a way that right. feels like a character. So I think uh, he killed Jimmy Olsen. You need you need Jimmy Olsen, right? Like he killed Jimmy Olsen off camera. So like right, if, right, if right about that. Right, so right. if you're gonna build Superman back, you need his you need supporting all those cast. Characters back Perry. So you can't White. bring back the undead Jimmy, and you can't bring back a Lois that felt like five things. So yeah, I think you recast even Lawrence Fishburne. Everybody, like everybody, I think it's probably probably a good idea. I wonder. I'm so curious how they're gonna play this overall with James Gunn, and I I don't think anybody's gonna is gonna argue with it if they recast everybody. I mean, they're, they're, that's not. True. I shouldn't say nobody's gonna argue. There's gonna be a ton of people who argue with it, but um, but I think that's probably the way to go. I also think that it's the one benefit of how long it's been, is is recasting. Right. Like it's it's awful. We haven't had Henry Cavill as Superman lead in so long. It's been it's been rough. We've all been lobbying for it. The one benefit is now recasting doesn't feel as harsh. Right. Because these characters have had you know. Uh, had the time as those characters. They've all done a great job, but when other people come in, it's like, okay, this is Henry Cavill's new trilogy. Right. This is his new whatever. It doesn't feel as associative. True. All right. There's a I lot to, a lot to unpack. What do you guys think, first of all, about that story? Do you think Amy Adams should return? Do you agree with myself and Coy here that they should start fresh, uh, new cast, start bringing in some new people, bring back characters that they killed off, like Jimmy Olsen and other people too, or, or should they continue on and try to find a way? Let us know about that one. Let us know what you think about Spider-Man and how the, that's a big story. Anything about the Boom Comics, uh, Batman, I mean, tons. We covered a lot here today. So we hope that you guys enjoyed it. And once again, if you haven't already, please subscribe to that channel there. Uh, hit, that, hit that notification button, hit the subscribe button, help us out. The merch. 
We got ourselves the um, Capes and Cows, we got the Top Gun Guy, the big thing, all of it. And if you haven't subscribed to this show, please, please, please do on audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. It helps us out tremendously. Really, really helps. And last but not least, the Christian Harloff and Friends channel. It is our live stream. We do. People ask, hey, you ever do live streams? We do. We do them on this channel. So make sure you go to the Christian Harloff and Friends YouTube channel to watch the live streams that we have going on there. Watch yesterday's with Greg Alba. All right, guys, thank you so much. For myself and Coy Jandro and Winston A. Marshall, we thank you guys so much for joining us here today. Appreciate you, and we'll see you on the flip side. Until next time, it's Capes and Cows. Peace. Another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.